This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hi, welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. This is episode three, how to tell a fundraising story. I am Ryan Thomas, Vice President at Onicity. And I'm Steve Thomas, uh, CEO and one of the founding partners of Onicity. Uh, Onicity uh, is our company and uh, we work there together and that's O-N-E-I-C-I-T-Y. And we uh, been in the business for a little over a decade and all about uh, focused on fundraising and marketing for nonprofits. That's what gets us out of bed. Uh, and we just love this work. And if you do this work, you know that it doesn't stop and there is no clock out time. There is no day of the week. You're not thinking about it. And we started this podcast because we've had these conversations back in the day when you could get together and uh, you could actually sit at a restaurant or uh, sit together at other places, we would talk about things we saw or, hey, I had this crazy idea, want to try this or whatever it is. And so we started this podcast to give other people a seat at that table. And again, it's, it's a bummer you're not with us. Really, it's a bummer because you're not buying appetizer or food <laughs> or desserts. Uh, that's, the, that's the biggest bummer, but... Um, Hopefully you caught the the blooming onion conversation on the, on the previous episode. Yeah. If you weren't hungry before you started last week's episode between a blooming onion reference and a, a reference and a visual aid of a cookbook. uh, Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. uh, You were hungry by the end of it. It was all food all the time. That's right. And if, if you've been paying close attention, uh, whether to the intro or, to us starting right now, you probably caught that Steve and I share a last name and that hopefully puts the title of the podcast in a little more perspective. Maybe because we, we have a familial relationship is what you're, you're hinting at, right? We do. One of us, okay. one of us is a, one of us is the father. One of us is not the father and everyone can just decide how that works yeah, out. Right? Yeah. Nobody has to judge or guess. We don't have, to have I done, that. have I done my, my Darth Vader? I don't know if you, I don't know if you've done. I don't think Darth so. Vader I'll stick. save that for later. We'll okay, save that yeah, for save, episode save 10. That for, yeah. yeah. That's a mile. <sighs> episode. Yeah, okay. We, we can find an effect. And so that's, part of why we're calling it not your father's fundraising podcast, but we're also different. Like in the intro, this, uh, we don't do things like other podcasts that talk about this, but we also don't do this work like anything else. We're boutique ad agency. And so uh, everything's a little different, but we're focused on it and send us your Darth Vader favorite quotes. (laughs) Uh, any, any cookbooks you think ought to be featured on the podcast. Topics to be covered. Are you going to let people, uh, you know, say, Hey, I'd like to know about X. Yeah. If you've got a burning uh, question or topic, whatever it is, send that as well as any positive feedback to podcast at onecity, O-N-E-I-C-I-T-Y.com. Because currently we're limited to only positive feedback, correct? Yeah. The way we've got the email server set up, it only accepts... Uh, positive stuff, uh, yeah. the negative so, criticisms go straight to the spam folder. We'll never see it. It'll be great. Nah, we'll just never see it, which is great. Um, so send that in. Uh, but 
send your five-star reviews and ratings to the podcast app or service where you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever it is, because that in the mysterious algorithm that makes Facebook look transparent, <laughs> uh, helps people find our podcast and it's magic. Why, we're all about connecting with fundraisers and people doing this work because uh, being in the trenches is hard and as many people as you can have the foxhole with you is important. Yeah. Yeah. And we just want to walk alongside people hmm. just to the cookbook store, share the journey. So the first segment we like to do, uh, every week is something we've seen in the wild. Uh, we call it mail call. We're big on actionable things, and so as often as we can, we're going to use real-life examples, not a hypothetical we created in a lab or in Tableau <laughs> that that doesn't really apply outside of that specific test environment. And uh, so this is where we pull out stuff we've received, whether we created it or we've seen other people do it, and when in the past, but we, we didn't create it. Just we didn't create it for the podcast. So it actually had to happen. Right? Well, true. We're yeah, not, I meant create the making, work. Yeah, yeah. We're not making this stuff up. Okay. No, I, I we need an intern to make stuff specifically <laughs> for the podcast. That'd be extremely helpful. Um, so if you've got if you've got interns you know of who will work for free or less than free, send their, their applications to podcast at winnicity.com as well. I think there are some rules about that, but let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's let's avoid that. So. I'll throw to I'll throw to you first for mail okay. call. Uh, so what's something you what's the thing you brought with you that you've seen in the wild that's worth uh, putting in front of people with us today? So I I um, I have two two things with me, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna identify because they're uh, that's not the important part. One is a um, a, a an interesting um, communication. These are both. Uh, handwritten communications from back in the day. Um, they are written both to me, uh, well, one to me specifically individually and the other to uh, Chris and me. Uh, is that actual is a, handwritten or is that these are, Yeah, and that's my point is these are both handwritten. One is, is kind of a Valentine motif. This one is just, I mean, a straight up uh, like a handwritten on a... Uh, you know, some, this is a little smaller than monarch, monarch sized if you're one of those paper people, but it's a notepad, uh, came in a little envelope. It, it found me at the new address. I mean, it just, it was all good. Um, here's the trick. Uh, both of these communications, one was very much about um, uh, a personal connection between Chris and me and the CEO of this organization. We actually happen to know her. And she wrote just a very nice con connector. I suspect it took five minutes. Interestingly, someone else wrote the envelope. So CEO, <laughs> but that's how smart she is. CEO wrote the note to us, right? Uh, then someone else, probably a volunteer wrote the envelope. This other, uh, the CEO is somebody, you know, that we know really well, cause we're, we're supporters. This is written by uh, some organizations would call them a, um, a, a development officer or a major gifts officer or some designation um, specifically notes gift, the gift amount we have given most recently why or, or, or what that gift was to you gave this gift we did that this with that um and then it's really interesting they he uh, this this uh the the guy who wrote this said uh is saying he literally says yes and then he incorporates the organization's um uh, a branding statement as part of the sentence so, oh, oh yeah, it's, it's really well done. And so uh, signs off and then even puts a PS about how uh, 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 our, the, 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 the support and connection that we have continues to make a difference and references back to the leadership of the organization who 
I suspect his database made clear that I know them. And he references that, that leader. Beautifully well done. Here's what I would just say is it is worth anyone in leadership's time to set up a process. So you take five or six or seven minutes and just write a note to donors. You just make those connections every way you can. So, um, was that inside? Was that part of the gift acknowledgement stream? No, these are these this are is outside of that. Totally outside of of receiving acknowledgement feedback. Uh, one was uh, an end of the year component. One was attached to Valentine's Day. So even the, even if but, it would yeah. take a while for a leader to get to everyone, it being out of order, so to speak, isn't a problem. No, and 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 though both of those were very loosely connected to the to the dating thing, and and I guess I the the date thing, not date. The thing I, I would wonder. say, yeah, the thing I would say is, um, uh, you don't have to have a reason to write a note to so to a donor who's made a difference in the organization. You can just say, hey, I I saw something today. And if you're a, if you're a leader that's that's working in an organization, this is easy. I saw something to say. I just needed. I saw something today. I just needed to sit, to tell you about so that you you would continue to know you're making a difference. Hmm. And you just keep a list of people. You, you just work down a list of of, of donors. Of, you know, however you want to segregate that. Uh, uh, and as as one of the these leaders did, uh, someone else wrote the envelope. It was just a note, which. Even I can write a note in five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Just write a note. Go go to Levenger or your local printer or whoever. Have some nice notes printed up so that you're ready to go. You're not having to scramble and go off and do that. Um, Levenger, Crane and Company. We don't have any 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 um, you know do financial. We get, do we have affiliate no, links? Not yet. Would you oh, work man. on that? Get that intern. Anyway, uh, it, but but if you already have it ready. And you build a process, then then you, you can just stay at that. It doesn't need to be built into your your regular stream of things. It, it it's not like you have to avoid sending a you know your your fundraising email or your newsletter. You just send this stuff because it it will read literally so different than what a donor is used to seeing. And you don't have to make it. You shouldn't make an ask in in this kind of an approach. You're just saying, hey, I appreciate you. I thought of you today. That makes a difference, but and you'll just stand out like crazy in a crowd uh, because you're not asking for money. You're building a relationship with that donor and reminding them they made a difference with their support of the organization. Piece of cake. Yeah, anybody can do it. You'll raise money with that. Done and dusted. Well, mine, mine isn't. Um, we we don't do these. Uh, we don't structure these. We, you know, I don't know what he's got. He doesn't know what I have. <laughs> and so they won't always be this symmetrical, but mine's not a good one. Um, so sometimes they'll both be good. Sometimes they may both be bad, but uh, this, this one, and I don't have it. And we'll, that will make sense in a minute. Why it was a, I, I go check the mail usually in our house. And so on my way up the driveway from the mailbox, I'm leafing through the mail as uh, as one does, but then also if you're a fundraiser, you should imagine <laughs> the people you're writing to do. Uh, yeah. I know I, I envision my driveway when I'm reviewing copy thinking, okay, would this get my attention? Yeah. Or they're hovering over the, the delete the, button. Yeah. Yeah. If it's email, it's okay. Uh, their thumb is already instinctively moving to the, to the back or to the back to inbox or the delete trash can. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm coming up and I'm leafing through and I see an envelope from a, an organization that uh, my wife and I really love and are passionate about what they do. And it was a bright purple envelope. And I thought, oh, this is great. And then I saw who it's from and I thought, oh, it's them. This is awesome. And so I just opened their letter, uh, even though technically I think it was addressed to my wife, but you know, I'm interested. So I'm opening it up as I come up the steps and I, I look at it and it's a placard, almost a card in three different shades of purple, <laughs> which I'm, I'm not a designer. So I, 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 I almost didn't even know there were three different shades of purple. And oh yeah, 
So I'm looking at, and then, and then I realized there's some copy on it, but it's reversed out, which reversed out's the way to go if you've got Saul behind it, but with different shades of purple, it just, I couldn't figure out what's going on. And then there was sort of a paint splatter image with it. And like a color blindness test almost, right? Yeah. It, it, or like a Rorschach test. It, it was, it was really can you weird. spot, can you spot the statue of Liberty in yeah, this? Yeah. Can, can you see <laughs> the, the pirate ship? And I finally looked and saw that it was about an event that they were having. And I think it was online. I don't know. Once I saw it was about an event and I, I kept having to look, I ended up, tossing it aside because, you know, I was juggling keys to get inside or, you know, the kids or something. And I haven't looked at it since I think it's in the trash. And point of that is that I, I went through a f funnel in those two minutes, you know, 90 seconds of, Oh, here's that organization. I love getting mail from them. I can't wait. It's not even addressed to me, which uh, between me and my wife, it's not a federal offense, but we, we delineate if it's dressed to you, you open it. If it's dressed to her, she opens it. And I went and opened it, broke the rule. Cause I was that excited. What is this? I mean, and it was kind of a wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it really was. And then it ended up in the trash, which is rare for their pieces. Uh, and so you can easily over design something and it, I'm sure it looked pretty. I'm sure it was beautiful. Uh, the designer who designed it was in love with it. It may have been entered into contests, art pieces, you know, that kind of thing. But in our work, 90% of the time, maybe 95% of the time, the goal is for someone to take an action. Yeah. And while often direct response, which means I want you to respond in the way I'm asking you to respond most of the stuff that works well in design for that isn't pretty or isn't attractive on purpose because that takes away from the message. If I'm looking at the design, I'm not looking at your message and that is hard to do, but the impact is it will end up in my trash can. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the effort you put in, in your review process internally fighting for things to not be a museum worthy, is worth it. If you're not fighting for things to not be museum worthy, start fighting that your mm. designers will be unhappy most of the time, but they're not, not your the audience. Yeah. You're not designing for them. You're designing yeah. for people who don't want to see your design. Well, uh, I, I think that's a great reminder. You and I both have seen, um, uh, people have who have come to the to our to the agency looking for what amounts to why didn't this work that for other people's work usually it's internal or you know sometimes it's another agency and so often it's just it's designed not for response or not for the donor or it is focused on the organization and it and it's those fundamental mistakes rather than thinking about communicating clearly and simply and directly to the donor. That's great. Three shades of purple. It, I, now I do wish I'd kept it yeah, because was, it, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, people ought to see this. Yeah. But I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately the reality is there'll be something else arriving in the mail or your inbox that has the same crappy design. Um, it's just, it, it'll be there. You'll, we'll have another example to show. It's, it's on its way. So the next segment, again, we are very focused on actionable and things you can take away from this. And this next segment uh, is usually one of my favorites, even though it's not the episode topic is a segment where when you're done listening to this episode, again, listen all the way through the next stuff after this is good. It's just not usually instantly actionable. Uh, this is something that you can end this episode and then go put into practice and you will see results uh, on the back end of things in your process. And um, I call it something you should be doing if you're not already. For a lot of people, you may already be doing this uh, when we talk about things. And if you are, treat this as validation for the hard work you're doing to make sure that happens or 
whatever, whatever you're having to do to make sure that thing we're talking about occurs, that is kudos and a backslap to you. And you can fast forward and play that on speaker for the people in your organization who tell you it's not worth the time. And, and we will validate you through Spotify. But if you're not doing it, this is something that pretty quickly can give you a positive impact. Right. And uh, like mail call, we'll take turns. And I think it's your turn to hold serve and go first. So I'll, I'll throw to you. Uh, what's something that people should be doing if they're not already? Well, I, I, and I'm just going to presume and, and give time back. Uh, if you are not writing notes, you're missing the boat. So, um, uh, that you even made is, that rhyme. That's amazing. Well done. Well, I'm a word guy. Come on. Um, uh, so here's, here's how you do that. You, you, you know, we are always joking about our, our fictitious intern. Maybe it's an admin, maybe you have staff, maybe it's a, you're by yourself, but it is about reducing the, the, the friction. Uh, Stephen Pressfield calls it the resistance. So you, you have a list. Who, who are my, the hundred donors who made the difference in our organization in the last 90 days, the last year? names and addresses. And I'm going to write a note to three of them every day or three of them once a week. And I'm just going to say, dear fill in the blank, handwritten. Thank you so much for uh, the support of X or for doing this because of your giving, you've done this. I appreciate you, you, you know, some kind of, of, of closing this is a three minute note. So if you write three a day, you're talking a max of 15 minutes. Here's the thing. If you do that, I promise you they will, donors will begin to notice. And when donors begin to notice, um, I, can't, I can't say their income will rise, but they won't forget you. So- Which is half the battle. Find a process build a process so that you write handwritten notes. And if you're not handwriting notes on some of your upper end receding or thank yous that pop up because they actually do giving, you need to build that in too. But find a way to build a process so that you can write thank you notes like this. And to be clear, even if uh, ideally if this is you, uh, super awesome fundraiser telling your leader or CEO to do these. But if for whatever reason they won't, can't, you have so many that you need to split them among you, a letter, a note from you, um, you know, director of fundraising or whatever your title is, will still have pop to the donor because the donor doesn't know who is whom. At, here, here, at here's, how to, here's how to even do that. You say, and, and you, you, you do this, I mean, so you're not lying. You say, I was talking to, you know, Mr. You know, big time CEO about how important your giving is, or you were, you, you came to my mind as when I was talking to the CEO about the, the significant donors to our organization, find a way so that you, you name drop the, the leader's name and make it clear you as the, as the note writer have that connection. Mm. It, it, there are yeah. so many ways to go about that. Now, I, I don't lie. I mean, come on, people can spot that stuff, but find a way to make sure you can reference the, uh, uh, some sort of, of no, uh, uh, noting by leadership of the significance you're doing or make it about the gift or make it about the years of support or make it about the, your assumption of the faithful service uh, that the donor has provided, but, but find a way to make it personal, short, handwritten one. Don't, you don't, it doesn't, you don't need to write a bunch of stuff. It, it, people aren't getting hundreds of handwritten notes a month. That just doesn't happen. Mm -mm. I don't know if I get one a month. I need to send you more. <laughs> as, long, as long as you reference somebody important in your Dear life. Dear Ryan, in the I, was note talking to to, me. I was talking to somebody important the other day and they were wondering who you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it would be. Well, I, I, 
I can't make mine rhyme. Uh, I was I was I was paying attention, but I was trying to think of a way to make mine rhyme like yours. Um, but the thing you ought to be doing if you're not already, regardless of when you're listening to this podcast, is you ought to be planning for your fourth quarter mm. if you aren't guaranteed to be doing that later. And what I mean by that is based on your size and based on your team and based on any software tools or project management stuff you've got in place, you may have it guaranteed that at X point in the year, you're going to sit down and plan and think so you mean, through if it's, if it's already, if it's already calendarized and scheduled and you know, it's already going to happen no matter what. Right. Right. Okay, right. What good. You, if, gotcha. if you're already at that point, good on you. Yeah. And, yeah. And, keep up the effort to keep that week or, you know, those days blocked off. But if you're not, if it's not already that way and it's not already set in stone, get it set in stone or do it now when things aren't as busy. Mm-hmm. And it may sound weird if you're listening to this in May or April or whenever it is. Fourth quarter. To think, to think about September, October, November, December, that's way off. But you know that things get busy and they're, things don't slow down between now and then and anything that you may not pay as much attention to a May email, a June appeal isn't as important as the things you'd be planning in November and December. And we're lucky on our team to have people who make sure uh, that you and I sit down and do that. And (laughs) if we put it off, their reminders get less and less friendly. (laughs) But not, you know, not everybody's got that. And we haven't always yeah. had that. And that's right. You and I remember the times we realized, oh, no, we should have thought about this a while yeah. back and the scramble. And it's hard. And so. Yeah. And you can't think best in those moments. Nope. Right. It's just you you're not going to do your best work. You're just trying to survive. And yeah. so if it's not already set in stone. If you don't already know, here's what I'm thinking fourth quarter and I'm planning out our impacts and what we're saying to donors and what we're going to need to execute those best laid plans, go ahead and start now. You will see the benefits all through that fourth quarter, both in how those impacts perform, but in the free space you have in your head to do other things as well. (laughs) So of all those things that you're going to be doing in the fourth quarter, uh, most of the time, You'll see uh, from other organizations, you may do yourself impacts, emails, whatever it is, use a story. And that's what we're talking about today is is telling fundraising stories. But first, uh, we got to start with, should you be telling a story in your fundraising as often as you do? And the answer to that is yes. I'll just get that out of the way. You, You should always be telling a story. In short, people give to people. If you present a person to go along with your problem and everything else going on in your appeal, it makes it that much more powerful. They're giving to, a, to help a person. They're not giving to help a, a problem or a process. <laughs> but when you do it well, it looks easy. It looks seamless. Like any anything else, the great ones, the good ones, make it look so much easier than it is. So what we want to dig into is not fight the fight of should you be telling a story that's done that's table stakes but yeah how do you do that well because it's mm. not as easy as it looks this, this is when you tell us this is when you tell us <laughs> in like 10 seconds how to tell a story and then you know then well, i was give stock I was, tips i was creating a a dramatic moment. It was there, a dramatic right? pause. That, that was, <laughs> uh, it was very dramatic. It was very dramatic. It got my attention. Yeah, it did. Nobody else. Okay. So, um, uh, and, and you've already, you know, set us up by saying you should be telling a, a story. I think, I, I, I think you're right. Most people get that we're, we're, we need to tell the story. A couple of, couple of things to call out. Um, it is really tempting as an organization to tell your story. What do you mean by 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 my story or your it, story? You know, uh, uh, to 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 tell the story of the organization, or 
And and we're you already I think it was on this recording where you alluded to the uh, the the leadership lensing and some of the message we do. So sometimes you know we tell a leader story uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Those are ancillary. Those are not direct in fundraising. Uh, the trick to to fundraising storytelling is to tell the story of a changed life a changed situation, a changed something. And, and, uh, you know, uh, in, in the, the, sometimes for examples, we will, we'll use, you know, dogs and cats and elephants, um, elephants, but, you know, in, in donoricity, I talk a lot about uh, the elephant sanctuary that uses elephants. Uh, They tell stories of, of, of elephants. Uh, it is about telling an, a, 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 the story of one, one person, one family, one community. Uh, maybe if you're a great big organization, one country, uh, one people, one elephant, one dog or cat. It, it's the story of one. And you tell that story in a compelling, powerful way um, uh, so that the donor can, can, can get in, into that moment because, um, most donors will have not experienced the, the life of the situation of, of that, that you're working in. Most donors won't have had that. So you have to take them into that. Um, we often, we do an awful lot of work with organizations who, help individuals who are struggling with poverty or addiction or homelessness or a variety of, of, of uh, social service kinds of, kinds of situations. And, and it, it, is, it is sometimes difficult for clients because they want to tell the victory story. They want to tell where we are now. There's no drama in the, in the victory. The, 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 the drama is not in crossing the finish line. The drama is not, you know, in the touchdown at the end of the Super Bowl. The drama is in the struggle. The drama is in the moment. And drama is what draws a, a donor, a reader, uh, the, the person who's, who's just scanning on the way to the mailbox or over their inbox in their email thing or, or in social media. Drama is required. And so trauma, you mean, you mean to uh, you know to grab grab a, an analogy, you know, saying that somebody has a checking account. Mm, that's right. boring. Yeah, unless Who doesn't. Uh, yeah, uh, unless you also tell them that uh, you know they at age three or four were given a sippy cup full of alcohol, and that you know by by their parents or a family member, and that started them down a 40 year road of addiction and homelessness. And then all of a sudden, because of the donors interaction and the organization's expertise, they now have a checking account. So, yeah. So why why wouldn't, why wouldn't an organization want to tell that first part? Um, that's a good question. Uh, some of it is, is that uh, it can be seen by by well-meaning but misguided people as uh, sometimes the term, and I just really hate it, uh, is you know, poverty porn or mm. you know a variety of things around that. Um, uh, here's the trick: um, if I don't know where you've been or what you've overcome, I am not impressed with where you are today. Just like your checking account thing. I mean, I I was working on some copy uh, this week. Uh, One of our clients had a, had, was tell, we were working on telling the story of this woman who at age 71, seven, one was entering a recovery program because her um, family had finally really understood that she had 50 years, 50 years of alcoholism. Wow. And, and 
that experience of what was what went on in that time, no one's going to be impressed with a 72-year-old woman who's living a grandmother life and baking cookies and doing all this stuff. Because that's expected. That's not interesting. Yeah, it's it's nothing until you think 50 years, five decades of alcoholism, dysfunction, and secrets. So so it's not impressive to see a junior high or, or probably a middle school today, I dated myself, a middle school person uh, uh, who is, you know, has gone out for band and football and has uh, got, got more B's than C's this semester until you realize they've been in the foster care system for, for since they were six years old and have had some really difficult experiences in the foster care system. It, 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 uh, uh, no matter what is where you where someone is today, it is the look back. Um, it, one of the greatest fundraising storytelling resources you can deal with is Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, which is the classic telling of the story. If you've watched a Star Wars movie, you've experienced the hero's journey. This, this path of, of resistance and the path of obstacle, the path of, of, of roads you shouldn't have taken, of difficulty, and, and the overcoming, the people who've come into your life to help you find a, the, the right way to go. That is, that is the glory of telling the story when you, when you connect all of these things together and you say, look at this person, and I tell this story in the book, look at this person who's just together, he's competent, he's everything. And when I ask him, you know, where did you want to change your life? And he says, I woke up in a storm drain right outside of Las Vegas with two other meth heads. And I thought, if I don't change my life, I'm going to die. Well, that's a storytelling moment. So, hmm. so it is all about telling the backstory, the journey, the painful parts. And it is usually a, the place where there's resistance somewhere because it's a little difficult. None of us want to tell hard things. None of us want to tell our bad choices. None of us want to tell our bad, you know, the mistakes we've made. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling it to encourage a donor, and we can, you know, someday we may talk about how we work with clients to um, uh, help people tell their stories well. The secret is the honoring of where they are now, uh, juxtaposition or framed by, however you want to think about it, where they were. We, mm-hmm. we have heard stories um, of, uh, I've, I, no, maybe we're clear. I have interviewed personally people who I recall uh, a young woman in her 30s who was a, um, a attractive, competent, together looking young lady. And when I said, you know, what brought you here? She said, well, I, I, in my, uh, my late teens, I, I was curb stomped by my boyfriend. And if you Mm. Google that, I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, but that was a shocking thing to hear. And then we unpack that story. We didn't tell all of that, but the fact that this woman was, there was a time she wasn't that way. Mm. Um, uh, uh, There's great power in, in the drama and it doesn't, uh, I, drama can be seen as a negative, but but it, it, this is not manipulation. This is about helping a donor understand. Uh, uh, again, it, go ahead. Yeah. As you say, it also shows the power of the organization. And, oh, and, and the that's the whole reason. Yeah, that you're, that's the whole reason you're telling these stories, right? Because, like, yeah. Uh, it can be hard to think, well, we don't want to tell the beginning because one, all that bad stuff, they're not like that anymore. But look, you, what you want a donor to understand is we're experts at what we do. Uh, The, your organization, you do things 
the other guy down the street can't do because you do it the right way. You do it the best way. Yeah. And the only yeah. way for you to explain that without sending them a massive textbook and pamphlet on all the ways. Which uh, no to one's going to read you know, no or gonna be persuaded read, by that. Yeah. It's to show stories of, look, when they come in to, when they come through our doors, they, they are in this situation, but because of you keeping our operations going, keeping our programs intact, when they leave us, they're in this situation. And it can be hard. Uh, I remember back in the day when I first got in this work, it, it was kind of hard to, to find that balance or to think about it. But when you realize this is the best way to, to, make, it, to make it get through the donor's head of, you're getting a letter from an expert. If you want to partner with people who are changing lives, you partner with us because look at yeah. what we can do. I, I can remember uh, helping a client years ago uh, who they were working with some inner city kids in a big city. And we did some, we did some conversations about the lives these kids lived. And uh, one of the opening, they, they were raising money for a, a summer, um, uh, like a summer camp experience. And, the 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 opening copy talked about that these kids had never seen stars Whoa. in the inner city because they were always surrounded by artificial um, street lights and city lights. They just had never seen they, they just had never seen stars. They they had they had never seen a field larger than a basketball court because in their world everything was fenced or walled. They had never seen trees except on television. And, wow. and so that, what, well, okay. And then you say, we want to take these kids to a beautiful place where they can experience this. And the client had had their, that was part of what they were trying to mm -hmm. do. Well, you take the donor to the before. Yeah. We, they've never seen anything about mercury vapor lights. They've never seen, they've never heard anything outside in the night, but car alarms, we're going to take them where they're going to stand into the Milky way and they're going to hear horned owls and, and, and maybe a coyote howling in the, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, I, but, but the contrast of the before with the after was phenomenally powerful because you took the donor there. It is so easy, and we talked about it on another podcast. The uh, uh, how the curse of the insider. How you 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 can, as an insider, you don't understand some things that an outsider can help you. You can you sort out, and so one of the things that that you have to figure out is what can you explain or tell or reveal to a donor that shows them the difference that your organization is making. Because you have yeah. to be taking a person, an entity from here to there, community, country, uh, whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah, you, but you have to have the contrast. And the before is powerful, not to wallow in that, but to show why this is so much better. To set the stage. Exactly. Because drama is your friend. This is the only place drama is your friend. Oh, yeah. I guess that's I, true. And I think one thing to, or two things to, to point out is that when you're telling the story, uh, I was going to say operationally, maybe functionally, mm. you can structure it, chop it up, Almost oh, however you want to. Oh yeah, uh, it's much yeah. like the 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 ass scaffolding that we mm -hmm. do, where you can do it in any order, and that sort of what did you call this? Where you where you where you you sort of foreshadow something that hasn't happened yet in a pot in a in a podcast. Oh, or, um, or, in 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 big radio, they call it a forward tease. This is a full. I'm forward teasing uh, fundraising scaffolding, which we'll mm -hmm. talk about at some point. At some point. Yeah, but, we got it. Yeah, see, that was good. But was you can do it. Good. You can do it any order. Uh, but the trick is contrast then to now, hmm. uh, uh, opposition, what, what, what isn't on your side if you're the one we're, we're talking about changing. 
And then, and this is often overlooked, uh, and this is a nuanced thing, but it's really important. Where you're dealing with people, you want to we want to be sure you're always, even if they chose a bad thing, you want to try to reveal why that seemed okay for them. So, for instance, we do an awful lot of work with with organizations that help addicts and and uh, people who have made bad choices, um, uh, and and what. <laughs> just is is just so common is when you dig just a little bit there is a perfectly weirdly a perfectly logical reason why they made that choice Most i mean of i can't aren't, aren't saying how can i mess up my life today I, yeah i you know i've sort of screwed things up badly but i've never done something that completely ruins it I'm going to do that today. I mean, here's a ditch. Let me drive into it. Yeah, exactly. There's usually some mitigating circumstance or a uh, or, or or some sort of setup. That's not to excuse, but you're you're always trying to help a donor understand why in the world would they do that. Ah, here's why. We're always telling stories, you know, to friends, and it's well, you had to be there, and this is. Oh. This is uh, like that. In that oh, that's you so good. You to live good. that life. You're, you you're taking them there. That is so beautiful. That's a great and, idea. And when Steve and I talk about the before, uh, again, to be clear, that's that's the before for the person. That's not chronological for how you need to tell it. The before. Oh, no. You could structure it to come last. You, know, you tell this story that seems simple, and then you turn it, and the plot twist, the Christopher Nolan uh, flip the script, uh, well, here's where they came from. And then all of a sudden, whoa, just it just hits different. And nor does it have to be really long. Okay. Well, you don't that, have... doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense because if it's not long, what else am I going to put in my eight page newsletter? Yeah. Well, okay. So we'll talk eight page newsletters another time. So, okay. So here, so here's my, I, I want to be sure I work this in. Um, so have you heard about uh, the, the bet that supposedly Ernest Hemingway one about creating the most, depending on who tells the urban legend, uh, the most powerful short story, or could he tell a, a short story in six words? Ah, no, okay. I wish you go. I... it's an urban legend. It's not true, but it should be true. Okay. Um, uh, so suppose the setup is uh, Hemingway was bet he couldn't write a compelling story in six words. Okay. You ready? Here you yeah. go. Uh, for sale, baby shoes, never worn. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike drop. Uh, you don't have to go long. Um, you, you, but you, you had notice how he packs, uh, baby shoes, never worn. And uh, if you think about it just a second, wow, a mom buying baby shoes. Why didn't the baby ever get to wear them? Oh, and why is she selling them? Oh, and, and, <laughs> and yeah. selling, selling baby shoes, not interesting. That's no. boring. Yeah. However, yeah. if you throw in uh, he was constrained so he alluded to but if you throw in the before yeah now it's interesting and it's sad yeah. it's tragic and yeah uh, and so for a nonprofit, that's you know sad and tragic is not the goal dramatic change something mm -hmm. a donor can can become involved i I, they won't have to sell the baby shoes. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, oh. But you, you, you have to find the corner to turn and you're telling the story. Now, some people often talk about make the donor the hero. Okay. And, and, and that's not a terrible thing to think about. I mean, you know, they're very good uh, consultants and agency people who are, who that's the phrasing and those, are the words they use. It's, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not that simple. Here's why. The donor doesn't know what the nonprofit knows. Hmm. The donor's not the expert. The donor has to come alongside in the story and the organization, the leader, the person communicating is the conduit. They're the guide. 
uh, to Joseph Campbell, they become the Yoda figure. They're the one who provides the guidance and the perspective and the way to, to complete this, this hero's journey for the person you're describing. Oh, Joseph Campbell, I love. I could go all on. Sorry about that. So, oh, it's so good. And well, that's uh, the right thing to say. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> last, last thing I'll, I'll allude to. It is is pretty simple um, about telling stories, or you know, uh, simple on paper. Is uh, the story works best if it applies to whatever ask it is that you are including mm-hmm. in your in your appeal or your newsletter, whatever it is. Yeah. Now, I would argue that a story that doesn't match. The exact offer, for instance, if if you're asking people to provide Thanksgiving meals and the story you have to tell doesn't involve someone ever being hungry or getting a meal, I, I would argue it's better to still include a, a compelling story that doesn't include hunger versus none. Yeah, exactly. But that's, you know, good, better, best is someone who did experience hunger at some point in their lives and it was solved um, by the interaction and the, the interposition of the organization and by virtue of the donor. And yeah. if you can make all that work, it's, uh, it's magic. Agreed. Well said. That's what I got. So I'm, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking of baby shoes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Oh gosh. <laughs> I, and I, I, I had heard that, you know, it's, it's, it, re, it reminds me, it's not nearly as compelling as that, that, um, it's like a, a lost dog poster and it's, you know, three legs and <laughs> mangled and blind and, and death answers, and answers to, the, to Lucky. Answer to Lucky, yeah, okay. It, yeah. You, you flip it and you say, my, my dog Lucky's gone, that's not interesting, but hey, he... It, all this happened okay. to him, and he considers himself lucky. That's an interesting you, lost dog post. When you started that, I thought, oh, gosh, we're going to have to edit this out. But that actually turned the corner really nicely because that's exactly the kind of dramatic turn that catches a donor's uh, attention. And and obviously, well, it, it could actually be about a dog, depending on the client. But but yeah. I, that that. That was better than I, th- I. That was so good. That's better than there. that's better than my usual tangents. Well, I, so. and it wasn't better than Hemingway, but I, you know, I, I no. was, you drew me in because I thought you were in trouble as you started that. I, thought, uh, I oh, often, gosh. I often, this time I captain sullied and and landed the plane. You did. So next, now what? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so next uh, after time I had, had to tell the story. Um, like you said, we we're going to have a podcast coming up about uh, scaffolding, how to make the ask. But mm-hmm. ask and story, uh, separate things. A lot of thought goes into both. But now moving to something that, uh, again, one of the organic pieces of this podcast that came out of the conversations you and I used to have in person or uh, you know back in the day. And we would pass things back and forth and say, hey, have you read this? Have you seen this? This ought to be on your radar if you haven't. And there's usually, usually there's a reason there's a tangential tie in to fundraising. It won't always be, it may just be, Hey, uh, you got to read this. This ought to be on your radar. Cause it's a different way to think it'll help you later, or it's just interesting. But this is something that listener ought to be on your radar. If there's, <laughs> if you, if you want to send us submissions, we'll, we'll take that to podcast yeah. at winnicity.com, throw it in with a five-star review and we'll guarantee you'll see the air or a meatloaf recipe. Yeah, or meatloaf recipe, if you listen to episode two, uh, we're always interested in good meatloaf recipes. So um, I actually, I need you to go first because I actually, mine is over on the bookshelf <laughs> behind me. Um, so I, even though Very. it was going to be your turn, uh, <laughs> or my turn to go first, it, it's going to be your turn to go first because um, I, I got to go get mine, but I'm still listening. For for the podcast viewers, this is excellent theater. Uh- I don't know if it's excellent theater. Okay. Uh, there's a, a gentleman named James Clear, C-L-E-A-R, who uh, author, uh, he wrote um, Atomic Habits. Uh, he has some interesting things. Uh, uh, I, there was something in, a, in, in his weekly email that I found fascinating, and I just passed it along because uh, I have been 
fairly uh, deprecating and mean about people getting focused on best practices. But he says this, and I, I, I want to share this. If you never copy best practices, you'll have to repeat all the mistakes yourself. If you never copy best practices, you'll have to repeat all the mistakes yourself. Then he says, but if you only copy best practices, you'll always be one step behind the leaders. And one of the things I love about that is the idea that, yes, there are some theoretical best practices, but what I have just seen and what I just rail against uh, when allowed to and when someone doesn't restrain me is the absurdity of focusing on best practices beyond any thinking or strategy. I love this, this uh, balance that, that James Clear puts together about not it, that if you don't think about best practices, you're totally on your own. But if all you do is copy best practices, you will never rise as far as you should. So uh, that's it's sort of a repenting about what I've ranted in other situations about best practice. That's, that's, a, that's a nice... Um... That's a, that's a really good way of looking at things because often in life and, and especially in this work, you see something that you liked or you heard, Hey, this, this went gangbusters for this organization. And the temptation is, well, if it works for them, we're in that same space or well, whatever or, it, it can apply to us. We money. Can do well, that. Yeah. They, they raised a lot of money with a blimp. We're, we should get we, a blimp. We need a lot of money and can rent yeah. a blimp. There we yeah, go. Be awesome. So did I stall long enough for you to find your homework? Yeah, oh yeah. I, f I found the book, but so it's not my first time to have that moment. No, we're, you, so the the listeners, you know, can't see the stretch motion being made. <laughs> but so my uh, long-awaited uh, reference is made to stick, which is just a phenomenal, easy read by the Heath brothers, Chip and Dan. And who their mom just missed the chance to not name Dan Dale. So yeah. you have Chip, Chip, Chip and Dale. Dale. Wouldn't that have that been terrific? Have but they, they sort of break down DNA of stories. Uh, not sort of, they I mean, totally and, do. And they, where again, where it hooks, where it gets me is, is they talk about the theory is why do things stick? Because, okay. We're, and by stick, you mean stay in our right. mind, not forget it. You're right. We've got it's to, we've said, okay, you gotta, you should be telling fundraising stories. You ought to tell fundraising stories this way. Okay. We got through those. The goal of all of that. And the reason you tell stories anyway, is so that your appeal, your message, this interaction with the donor sticks in their brain long enough for them to Click to your donate page, enter the credit card, <laughs> or grab the checkbook and fill out the response device, and, and you know get a stamp, put it in, put it in the uh, BRE or CRE, and send it back. It's got to stick in their brain that long yeah. because no donor has nothing else going on in that moment. Such and a competitive a competitive time for for attention and focus, and anyone paying any sort of attention to what you're saying. And any, do and any donor you want has a lot going on. Great point. And, and they break down the, the reasons why things stick. Uh, one of the examples they use is the old urban legend, again, to reference an urban legend of uh, the guy goes on a business trip to Vegas and he meets a woman and then wakes up in a bathtub full of ice with a note saying, hey, um, you know, the hooker, hooker <laughs> took, took your kidney or your liver or whatever. And you know, call, call the police. Here's the phone. And <laughs> that works because there's enough specificity. It's not a guy, it's a businessman. It was in Vegas. It was in a bathtub. They broke yeah. down, but it's not so specific that you've got a fact check. It's just yeah. enough for you to do the math. And, and it's, and, and it's, it is, it, it is told almost formulaic. I mean, mm -hmm. if you start breaking down urban legends, they become, you, you begin to sort out the formula, which is mm -hmm. all the things you're describing. And uh, I think you alluded to it. I think tonight it kind of, kind of runs together the curse of the insider and mm -hmm. helping uh, make sure 
that when you're telling things when you're breaking things down, you don't dumb it down too far for the listener, mm -hmm. but don't say things you assume they mean because the mm -hmm. goal isn't to educate. The goal isn't to look cool. The goal is to tell a story that sticks in their brain long enough for them to you know take your action or remember you. And by breaking that down, by making sure that things are simple, unexpected, they're concrete, you know, mm -hmm. Vegas, the, these concrete details, but they're emotional, they stick with us. And that's the goal. And this isn't a fundraising specific book, but not even is, copywriting. It's, it, nope. you know, it's, it's almost uh, like they should have written this for the, a bygone era where, you know, stories were told at campfires and that was yeah. the prime communication, uh, yeah. the Greeks, but yeah. all we do is about telling stories and this, this will help you tell better stories, which will help you send out better appeals, connect better with donors, which will help you fundraise more money. Yep. Yep. Well said. Worth getting, and it's got duct tape on the cover. Um, even the ebook, I also have the ebook still retains the duct tape look. Oh, nice. So it's a it's an added bonus. It doesn't unstick, okay. but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, so that's that's all we've got for this episode. Uh, this was episode three of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. I'm Ryan Thomas. And I'm Steve Thomas. And next week, uh, in our next episode, we'll explore why potlucks should be essential to your next event that you have in person. Potlucks. Can't wait. We've got, we're on a food theme, aren't we? We are on a food. Like I said, we record these at dinner time, and that's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> what comes on the brain. Well, thanks for listening. Send all your perfect five-star ratings to your, your podcast app and send us a podcast at Oneicity, your positive reviews and questions, feedback, comments, questions, feedback. anything we ought to cover. Validation. Ooh, validation. Handwritten notes. Uh, you mm -hmm. can take a picture and email those to podcast at Oneicity as well. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.